Welcome back. It is currently Tuesday, April 12th. It's almost 10 p.m. Vince, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, I Some saw a lot of baseball wonderful. this weekend. You saw all the baseball yeah, this weekend. Right? Saw a lot of baseball this weekend. Um, I am in full season mode. I am in full swing. I'm happy to be here. How are you, Mike? You know, man, I'm in Maryville, Indiana, so I'm not that good. Beautiful, um, sunny, scenic Maryville, Indiana. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm in a Fairfield Inn, and the view out my window is literally a wall. So I'm, my mind as well be in huh. fucking prison. Anyway, you don't even get a parking lot. Uh, there's a parking lot, but it, yeah, no, it faces a wall, and uh, nice. yeah, this is just outstanding. Uh, some it like literally you put a blue light to my sheets right now it would light up like a no. fucking Christmas tree. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, sometimes it's, <laughs> for real, sometimes for real. It's best not to check on something. Sometimes pretty it's much just like you know bad. what if I'm sleeping on cum sheets I'm sleeping on cum sheets. So here we go. <laughs> just hope they lost it. Once. Just hope, just hope they, just one time, and the rest I'm yeah. fine with. So. No, all is good. Wear a t-shirt and shorts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then just make sure I wash my clothes and fucking bleach when I get home. Anyway, uh, no, man, good. Got a training going for work, but we're we're here always, always, Vince. You know, always recording, crushing life. Where are you? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where we are. Turks and Caicos. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Recording, man. We're recording. We're known coast to coast like butter and toast. Speaking of coast (laughs) to coast. Speaking of coast to coast. This guy goes all over the fucking planet this weekend to watch baseball. Yeah. How was Detroit? Uh, yeah. How was Comerica Park? Dude, Tell me was, all about it. It was good. It was good. Uh, so I was just planning on watching the game with my bud. And I texted him. I'm like, hey, it's insane just to drive to Detroit. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so we drove to Detroit. Got to Comerica Park. I didn't know what to expect. Because like some people are like in between on it, you know. Um, first off, we got parking for 20 bucks in front of the stadium. We literally walked like. 20 feet and we were walking in the park so that was insane not used to that at all um but yeah no it was like it was a delightful experience the bars around there was were awesome the food was a little bit worse than guaranteed rate but not horrible at all um it was great i sat behind the socks dugout kendall graven asked this dude to look up the master score for him you're like right next to him it was awesome yeah it was a great time i liked it socks win love to see it he asked you to look up the master score like, yeah, we were like sitting next next to this kid. We were, we were all talking and he walked up and he's like, how's Tiger doing? And he's like, can you look it up really quick? And then he told him, yeah, that's funny. That's awesome. Well, Graveman's been doing a good job for us, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's yeah, good. Yeah, in, in every appearance he's had so far this season, he's been lights out. So I love to see it. Uh, and of course, we'll, we'll. Yeah, also they had the uh, Miggy uh, 3000 hit counter. Miggy got a hit. Only guy I was cheering for on the Tigers to get a hit because they changed the number. And I was like, that is, it's nerdy, but it's cool to see. Well. It's cool to see, but then again, you know, the White Sox should have definitely won opening day. That was just such a just disappointing loss, and, and, and we'll hey, get to that. it's in the past. It's, it's in, in the, the past. past three one, hey, you know? we're, we got three in a row right now. Technically, that's a winning streak. We're going to get to that here shortly. But we have a brand new Strange and Unusual, Vince, and, and I'm pretty excited about it. He sent me this link this morning, and I was like, wow, this is unlike anything I've seen in a long time. <laughs> so, Vince, why don't you introduce this? Because, honestly, I am just yeah. fit to be tied with this whole situation. Sure. So if you're circulating the social media, you've probably seen that um, if you follow any semblance of baseball, I suppose. So this is a college baseball game, which I know most people don't watch. Um, it was chaotic as hell, though. 
So this one kid goes up, absolutely hammer shot, like center field, three-run homer. Kid's running around the bases, whatever. He gets to home. Umpires look at his bat, and they're like, the pine tar is too high up on the bat. There's too much pine tar. So they called it an out instead of a home run, which was insane. Like, who the, like, how, that doesn't make any sense. What's the rule? I thought about it. I let it just go around in my head, and I'm like, uh, maybe for like the people that are, or like the infielders or something to throw it to first base, like that would be difficult for them to throw or something. But I don't understand how it would actually help out your bat to ball skills. It doesn't make any sense to me. Especially today, though, with with aluminum bats, it's not like when we were growing up right. and, and like bats were juiced, like le- legit. They were juiced like those those Easton Stells, those man. Easton Stells, the TPX bats. I mean, Louisville Slugger bats, TPX, Omaha's. They were juiced heavy, like for oh, yeah. real. The recoil on those bats, like you could hear the ping a the mile away. Yeah. Yeah. The voodoo's from uh, De Marini. I mean, like yeah. crazy stuff growing up that we got the joys of experiencing. And now none of all these bats are like dead. All, there, there's no pop left in these bats at all because yeah, they're bringing them. They're bringing them back down to earth, right? Because these bats were like hurting kids really bad, um, which is fine. But then to see something like this, it's like, well, wait a minute. This isn't 2005. What, how, what does it help? Yeah, like right. let the sport be. I just don't know what too much pine tar does. If anything, it weights the bat down. Pine tar is that's what heavy. I was thinking. And the ball, like you think the you think the actual like ball path like onto the bat, you think it would mess it up a little bit being stickier. So I don't know how it would help. Yeah, I don't know how that helps you really at all. I mean, maybe it helps you pull the ball, but then again, Possibly. I, I but still yeah. you would lose so much speed on it. But that wasn't any. That wasn't it. That was honestly just the first step of this whole scenario. Oh, I know. I know it's the first step of the chaos that then was created because of it. Because then yeah. the manager comes out uh, for UCF. Greg Lovelady. What a best name. name ever. What a fucking Lovelady. name. Elite. Elite. Lovelady. <laughs> Could you imagine? They're like, Lovelady, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here, Lovelady. <laughs> like, for, like, how are you going to? I would die laughing. I know every time but he sure was pissed. Like Greg was pissed. He yeah. came out. He was like, "What the fuck is this?" He's like, "My guy hits a dinger, and you're about to take it away because too much pine tar, pine tar." And then he started screaming at the Memphis bench, just going in. Well, they're PABs, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he yeah. he was not having it, and to be honest, I don't really nope. blame him. No, I don't either. But the best part is he gets thrown out. He's yelling. And then the Memphis pitcher starts talking shit to the coach. And then he gets thrown out. Dude, it is so out of bounds <laughs> that this entire situation. Like, this is George Brett against the Yankees. Like, this is yeah. this is that same situation, same principle. It's like, I don't know what pine tar does to help you hit the ball farther. It weights stuff down. I used to put a little bit of pine tar in my hands. Cause I was yeah, just keep mistaken. Because as Vince would say, I was a psychopath, and I wouldn't wear batting gloves because I didn't like the way it yeah. made my hands feel. So I would no, it's because you're is you're a good old fashioned. Oh player. yeah, you just like hand a wood, brother. Mad calluses because of it. Anyway, <laughs> I would put some pine tar in my palms because that that's where you want it, and then I would oh, yeah. hold my bat in my fingers. Right, that's you want know, to be light and loose and ready to rock. But yeah. this is something where. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't agree with it necessarily. I feel like this kid got robbed. No. Yeah, umpires are wild. But also, you know, there's like rules. There has to be a reason for it, you'd think. 
I don't really know what the reason is, but I just thought it was funny that two guys get ended up getting ejected, and the pitcher just coming out of nowhere and getting himself thrown out was a wild call. Yeah, you know, that's probably something that that coach over on, uh, you know, the opposite side of the fence was like, eh, you probably shouldn't have said shit, but eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, he's a college Props fan. to UCF, <laughs> though. Props to UCF. I mean, I, I stand with Greg Lovelady. We stand Me as too. a podcast. I'm a Lovelady guy. I am a Lovelady fan. I'm a guy. He's I'm one of his Shout guys. out to Greg Lovelady. <laughs> if you want to come on the pod, Greg. What Lovelady, if that's I was just about to say, what if this is our first guest? We need to follow this fucking first guy. First interview, Greg Lovelady. Dude. <laughs> Call me in. All right, we're doing the research on this one. I'm writing it down literally as yep. we speak. Greg Lovelady, oh, first man. guest on the pod. Our king, us, taxi squad king. <laughs> Vince, I will say this yes. much. The masters were masterful. Yes. Uh, it was fun to watch while it lasted. And now we have nothing really to look forward to until USFL football. So that's fun. <laughs> you don't like baseball? I love, baseball. I love baseball. I love baseball. Honestly, it's so um, exciting. We're going to get to a new a new segment. I'm jacked yeah. for it. So continue. Yeah. It's kind of name. Anyway, uh, the Masters happened. Weird. It was weird. The whole thing was kind of weird to me. I don't know. It was like it was like fun. Basically, Scotty Chef Chef. It says Chef Ler. Scotty Chef Ler. Not Chef. Uh, he. Had, yeah, I know. I was gonna We're say. We're gonna get chef, to that. Got mind. <laughs> uh, he's had an awesome year this year. He wins the Masters, and it was basically over by the end of Saturday. Um, what was really funny too is so he there's like a bunch of videos, pictures of him putting on jackets. And like doing a piss poor job of it. It's really weird. It's out of nowhere. I've watched a couple of them. So, like, everybody's like, oh, if he ends up winning this, it'd be like an insane thing, him trying to put on the green jacket. <laughs> and the video of it was kind of rich, too, because he did put it on like in kind of an idiot, but it's hilarious. It's kind of part of his charm. I like the guy. He's 25 years old. He looks like he's 45 and works at a bank. And now, 25 to the rest of his life, he will be at the Masters every single year eating his, you know, honorary dinner or whatever the hell he's going to get from each Masters winner. So that's kind of cool. He's got something to do for the rest of his life. I wonder what his dinner is going to be, honestly. Um, you know, whatever he chooses the menu to be, I think that's going to be cool. So we'll have to look out yeah. for that. But, no, this dude definitely looks like he could definitely work in insurance sales at the age of 45. Um, he's also like 6'5". He's like a big Oh, yeah, boy. he's a big cat. And, and, yeah, no, for real. If he's 25, I'm fucking 50 because, honestly, this dude, looks the uh looks the part of a uh amateur golfer but clearly rocks the shit because i mean god he finished 10 under and he's just a stud so he and he lost like three i think he lost three strokes in the last well yeah because he had he had to hit the ball out of a bush but he was up like six so it didn't matter yeah he had to go hunting throughout the the forest or whatever to get his ball he was running through the forest if if anybody was running through the forest that was a full-blown running through the forest moment now what i don't understand is how fans have the balls to stand within like five feet of the opening tees i mean because if that's me <laughs> opening off i might be killing people because I mean, that's why you're not a PGA. Pretty much. No, I know. I know. This, I know this statement. But at the end of the day, like for real, like I, I fear for people's shins at that point because, yeah. wow, um, you have to have some courage to stand that close to the pins. So have you seen those videos of like people getting smacked with balls during uh, 
I think the waste management opened it happened a couple times, but and in, in like most of those, like guys, people will get like hit and smacked in the shins or in the back when they're not looking and stuff like that. Like, you know, waste. It's kind of like a live live ball scenario. You kind of got to watch out. The taxi squad may have to come live to the fans for the waste management open in 2023 because honestly, I, I hear that that's just a party, and Insane. you know who knows at that time this guy might be full blown uh, AZ guy. But with all that being you know. said. This was a hell of a Masters. It was fun to watch. Rory comes in out of nowhere, you know. Yeah, taking that two spot. Oh yeah. I just felt bad because he was he was playing really well, but it was kind of like, like Scheffler's up like, I think like I said like six or something like that. So Rory kept getting better and better, and it was like it's just too far away. Yeah. You can't get it. You're just gonna come in second. But he played really really well in this. You ever heard the term "day late and a dollar short"? Yeah, that's exactly. exactly what that was. A day late. If you did that on Friday, you'd be locked. Day late, dollar short. Anyway, still played his ass off. Fan. Our guy though. Oh, Harry Higgs, our thick king. Harry Comes Higgs, 14, 30 year old captain in Jersey. Not even a crop. Not even from the UK. First not from Scotland or Ireland. Just crushing life. Good old fashioned American lad. Uh, he got a plus two. Came in fourteenth for the tournament. Shout out to Harry Hayes. He's officially the golfer of this podcast. We love him. What's up, Harry? What's up, Harry? Guest number two. We got we got Greg Lovelady <laughs> and we got Harry Higgs. We're in. Yep. We got two guests. We got today. two guests. And today. then finally, Tiger played really, really well and then didn't play really well at all. Um, it's always a spectacle watching Tiger Woods play golf. Um, it was very exciting. People getting all jazz. And I'm not gonna lie, when I see like him up and stuff like that, I'm like, I am intrigued to see what he's gonna do. One over after the first two days, makes the cut. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's cool. Hell yeah, Tiger, keep going. It became pretty apparent by the end of it that his recovery from his injuries may have been a factor. He goes plus six both the last two days. Ends up plus 13. Um, He looks competitive. He looks like he's going to be good going forward. Obviously, he's not going to be the young Tiger, but... You know, he had a bad back even before his most recent accident. You can play competitive golf at an advanced age, but it's obviously going to take a toll on your body for longer. So, I don't know. I'd like to see him win a couple more before he hangs it up, but he is an older man at this point. I don't think he's going to win a couple more. I think you might see maybe one more out of him, uh, maybe one more major, but I think that's all he's got left. I mean, the guy is made of iron. He's literally Iron Man. So, um, you know, after that last accident, driving off a cliff, fell asleep. I mean – Let's just call a spade a spade. I mean, the man legit drove off a cliff. So uh, it's tough to look at that and go, oh, well, I think that he'll win more majors. I highly doubt he will. Um, But he may. He really could. He could. I mean, I never count Tiger out of anything. Tiger is a legend. And, you know, winning that Masters in 2019 and doing everything he's done up to this point, he's a, I mean, the man's a walking, breathing legend. He's like MJ. He's the MJ of golf, one could say. Oh, for right? Sure. So, no. you know, the Masters, though, is always like a it's a bet man's game is the best way I could yeah, put it, right? Sure. So it, yeah. who would have thought that Scotty Scheffler was a guy? Not many people. Oh, I, I, we were talking last week. I'm like, John Rahm is the favorite. Right, John Rahm, John Rahm, John Rahm, okay. Where the fuck is John Rahm? <laughs> I don't even know what place he came in. I want to say it was like 30-something. Game of 27. Well, that's the thing. It's so streaky. Right. 
how are you supposed to ever know? Like, that's honestly one of the hardest things to bet on is golf because you never know. Like, no one bet on Scotty Scheffler. Let's be honest. No one bet on Scotty Scheffler more so than that. No one's fucking bet on Harry Higgs. Imagine if you bet on Harry Higgs to finish in the top Think 20. About it. You'd be raking in the dough right now. You should have done it, guys. Yeah, I don't even know where John Rahm worked. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, this was a I big... He's Spanish, I think. What's that? John Rahm's Spanish anyway, if we like our good old American Well, boy. at the end of the day, I mean, if you're Spanish, if <laughs> whatever you are, God bless. But, I mean, you get to play professional <laughs> golf. He didn't even finish... Dog didn't even finish in the top 50. Who, John Rahm? No. Didn't even finish in the top 50. I'm looking at the... Yeah, he did. He came 27th. 27th. Oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Why does it... This is so stupid. Why does it go from 23 to 27? Do they just miss 24, no, I, 25, and 26? No. There, how many people were tied for? Oh, okay. I yeah. guess. But that's one thing. The way that they set up the leaderboard is so goddamn confusing. And maybe because I'm like a... Not a huge golf guy, but I kept trying to look it up and seeing what was going on. He stuff. still made a hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Sure. God. But on no brand shit. endorsements. A hundred and eleven thousand, dog. Hundred yeah. eleven thousand dollars. Hundred eleven thousand dollars. John Rom finishes next to Seamus Power. Seamus. She- oh, is- <laughs> <laughs> Seamus. <laughs> Seamus. Listen, Seamus. Seamus is the guy. Seamus is the guy made out of half wood on Family Guy. By the way, your oh, me father shit. was a tree. So, <laughs> um, this is this is great. And oh. Sepp Straka. That's a that's a name for you. Anyway, let's let's have a whole episode of you just trying to name golfers' names. I can get John Rahm out of the way. Yeah, or like uh, John Daly. John Daly's yeah. a legend. Guest number three on the podcast, by the way. Yeah, um, man's a legend. A no, man, it was a it was a great, great Masters. Always kind of fun to watch. Maybe take a nap too. Um, definitely something that we'll always continue to look at. But here's another fun fact about the Masters. So, yes, CBS and all the people who broadcast the Masters, it was told that they actually pump in fake bird noises. Uh-huh. Which I think is the most ass thing of all time, because it's like so I don't know, I don't know if it happens at the Masters. No, or no, not, no, but I know it happens at Augusta dude. Sure. It happens at the Masters because I know they do it at a bunch of different ones too. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but it's so dumb because like you just like you just can't hear the birds because they're recording stuff. It's like why do you have to why do you do have that? to pump in bird noise? Yeah, but is it kind of like the same thing with like dye in the water and the grass and stuff like that? Which I think is lame, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, they do it for like visual purposes. Show off like, the yeah. natural beauty of the course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I feel that. I, I read that and I thought the same thing. It's like, it's in like Augusta supposed to be a sacred. Yeah, it's like it's artificially like, nah, green, green and now I just don't feel the same way. It's like turf. It's yeah, so same shit. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess you're going to pick up rubber stuff as opposed to real grass, but you're dying real grass. This is. Yeah, not not very not very couth. Looks pretty. Hey, it looks good on television, but when you're there, you're gonna be like, "Well, this is fake AF." <laughs> yeah, it smells like spray. It paint. smells like spray paint. <laughs> one, and then you got fake bird noises. I mean, we we Can you imagine that. if they had scented spray paint, and it's like the the woods scent that they put in like Febreze and stuff. <laughs> it's like pine wood scented spray paint for your grass. <laughs> I'd buy. It. I mean, that's a hell of a commercial. 
if by the way they want to market this, Vince needs a plug. So yeah, all day. Vince Again, will plug anybody? scented spray paint for grass. I'll plug almost anything. almost anything. There's probably like eight or nine things I won't plug, but besides that, I got you. I'm ready to read. Scented that. spray paint for grass, boner pills, all of it. Uh, not out of the question, right? I mean, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Well, Masters is done. Now we're moving full swing into baseball. Uh, we're going to get to that. But um, we're going to clip off here with some NFL news uh, as we – yeah, the yes. Yeah, we're going to go pretty somber here for a second, and then we're going to keep it moving. Uh, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins. Gone way too soon. This is a tragedy, and it's definitely something that I uh, hate to see. So I think yeah. we all hate to see it. You know, you never want anybody to leave this earth too soon. And uh, he definitely seemed to have uh, a bright future ahead of him in some capacity, even if that's making millions as a backup. So um, that's yeah, still living the dream, sure. in my opinion. So, yeah, no, it's uh, seeing all like the heartfelt tributes and stuff by old teammates and stuff. Were, it's telling, you know, you know, because you never really know. Um, and obviously that news was like a shock. So. Um, but I do have one thing to say this, I mean, as this happened, so we've had a couple days to let it all like fester and all that, all that, but just, if you're going to make a post about something, about something that's sensitive, there's a lot of people involved with this life, just read it before. And then ask yourself, does this make me like, look like a huge insensitive asshole piece of shit? And if it does, don't post it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it's the whole principle of uh, what good's going to come from it. And uh, that's something I don't know if these guys in the media really think about anymore because they're trying to be the first to break a story. This is. A, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's just like you got you to gotta understand the, the gravity of the situation for him. Yeah, it was pretty cold. And, and if anybody doesn't have any context as to what we're speaking of, Adam Schefter posted on Twitter and. and and I quote Dwayne Haskins to stand out at Ohio state before struggling to catch on with the Washington and Pittsburgh, uh, in the NFL died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida per his agent, Cedric Saunders Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. So the, the whole, the whole first sentence is entirely pointless. Yeah, no, thing. just tragedy. Dwayne Haskins gone too soon. Just, Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Be pure. At the end of the day, no it's what he did. It's not who he the was. NFL. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Right. He was a standout in college. All... Right, exactly. And then Gil Brandt needs to fucking retire and never talk again. So what is this? You, you brought this to my attention in pre-show convo. Yeah. Gil Brandt did – I want to say he's on a show or something like that. But he – started making comments about this situation the day of said he was a guy that was living to be dead there was always something with haskins maybe if he stayed in school year he wouldn't do silly things like jogging on a highway that's the most fucking psychotic thing i've ever heard anybody say after something like this happens and this was like two hours later 90 year old man on a fucking radio or whatever tv show i understand like whatever like it's he's doing news or whatever the fuck it is this all this shit just crossed the line it doesn't make any sense to me and also why would you want to say that in a situation like this it's just stupid yeah it's just more insensitive shit to people passing unfortunately and you know coming from a family who i have a brother who's in this business of people passing he is a funeral director it 
you know, it's not for any of us to put a question mark where the good Lord put a period. So um, it's unfortunate to see. It's unfortunate to uh, hear about and someone gone too soon. So just think before you speak. Yeah. Yeah. And how his family has to be coping with this. You, You know, you think of that and it's just absolutely tragic. It's it's terrible to think about, but, you know, we don't mean to get too heavy on the pod. But then again, I mean, this is pretty insensitive and we do have hearts. So, yeah, yeah no. And it's just some bullshit. It's just yeah. a friendly you got some heartfelt guys yeah. on this pod, by the way. Uh, yeah. We, we care. yeah, we do care. And we probably sometimes at certain positions too much, but it's still. You want who I don't care who's about? Who's that? In a lighter note, Aaron Rodgers assaulted a minor today. <laughs> I just, How do we go from one I extreme to another? I'm in with it, but I, I mean, hey, R.I.P. Dwayne Haskins. Let's talk about how big of an asshole Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers assaulted a minor today. Um, he deserves to be in jail. I mean, no. I mean, Vince sent me the video, and we're gonna have to share this on on the instas. But legit, Aaron Rodgers was playing a pickup game with some. I, they looked like middle schoolers, and one of them picked him <laughs> off clean. Like fair, straight up. They were probably high schoolers. They were like, damn near it. This was a little kid, basically. Either that, he was really little for a high schooler. He picked off Aaron Rodgers clean. Like, and Aaron Rodgers was was not fucking around. He threw a dart. It was in his belly, right? Threw a dart. This kid caught it with his hands. I was like, damn. And then what was even better about this is that. This kid gave Aaron Rodgers the ball, ran it back, back, handed it to him, and Rodgers turned around and pegged him in the ass. I mean, you can't make this shit up. You just cannot. Aaron Rodgers is so petty. I don't understand why he gets so angry about shit like this. But, like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, like, the weirdest things happen, and then all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers just, like, turns into gremlin mode for some reason. There's no reason to just peg this kid out of nowhere. He didn't even, like, like it looked like it was, like, high schoolers. And he was on a high school field, too. So I'm like, what the, what the fuck, Aaron Rodgers? You're in the NFL, and you're, like, a two, like, reigning MVP for two years. Like, it's okay. It's good. It's, you're going to get through it. Well, if we want to know why Aaron Rodgers has not been to a Super Bowl since, you know, the 20 what was it 2000 2010 or 11 yeah it's one of these years almost a decade plus it's because he's a smidge of a selfish human being and if we've seen what's transpired here over the past four months he's lost his best wide receiver he's lost half of his defense he's lost all of these things just due to the fact that he wanted more money and he oh, it. he got it, but at what cost? At what cost? You lose exactly. a Darius Smith. You lose Devontae Adams. His engagement, too. And Sorry a beautiful that. woman who starred in a very, yeah. very fun series. Um, the last one, not so good. But the Divergent series was fun to watch. And she, I don't, awesome. I, I don't know if she's been in anything since, but shout out to Shailen Woodley. Um, oh, yeah. It's still something that you're like, okay, well, we see why no one likes you. But... There's, there's a lot of ego. There's a lot, lot of ego. ego in the man, and I think a lot of people were done with it, and we've touched on this in the past, and I know Vince will always bust chops and say Packers Mike, but, but, okay. Talk. I'm not going to say I'm just it. saying. I'll bring it up. I'm a man. I'm a man. I can beat my chest with it. As it is, I'm wearing green right now. You don't even know. Anyway, 
Oh, <laughs> you didn't have to say that. It's <laughs> ironic, isn't it? Anyway, really this is, is something that shows why Aaron Rodgers is a petty bitch. And yeah, I mean, who knows? One could say that it was fun and he just meant it lighthearted. And, you know, he looked pissed. Yeah, he looked pissed. I mean, in the video, we're, <laughs> we're going to have to repost this. He looked pissed. So I uh, I urge everybody listening to the pod right now to go watch this because it is 100%. Stand up for this young man. Stand up for you this know? young man who might be in the that. league one day. And who knows? Maybe he gets drafted to the fucking Green Bay Packers. Mic drop. And then Aaron Rodgers just retired after. Mic drop. After four years already because he just quit because he's not going to. Well, I will always say this, that I feel as if if you are a megastar, <laughs> there is always some sort of ego complex slash mental yeah, yeah. problem. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Like our next our next conversation topic. What's that, Vince? Tom Brady. Don't you. Don't. Hey. Are you saying Tom Brady's not egotistical? Tom Brady's a legend, okay? Tom Brady has almost seven no, seven Super Bowls. So how are you gonna how are you gonna say that this man is psychotic when he is just fantastic? I mean, I agree, but all right, let me break this (laughs) down. Let me break this down. All right. All right. Because you want to go here, so I'm gonna go here. No, no, no. I like Tom Brady. I like I love Tom Brady. And if you've listened to whatever. Anyway. Patriots aside, people are still on that whole thing. But Belichick's a legend. Tom Brady is a legend. Let's just make that abundantly clear All right now. Yeah, abundantly clear right now. Anyway, beyond that, Tom Brady retired from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right after basically the Super Bowl. He said, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to take a break. I miss my kids. I don't care yeah. about Patriots yeah. fans. Goodbye. Meanwhile, <laughs> behind closed doors, he's like, yeah, no, fuck that shit. I'm just saying it because I want to get out of this contract. Right. So he gets out of his contract by retiring. Now, behind closed doors, Tom Brady is negotiating a deal to be a part owner of the Miami Dolphins because Stephen Ross is in all of this shit and he clearly wants to sell. So Brady in a in a buying group is like, okay, we're going to come in and buy. Sean Payton allegedly is a part of this group. Not necessarily isn't. At least he wanted him to. I well, don't know if he wanted, I, like Sean Payton wanted to, but at least the reports say that they wanted him to do Tom it. Tom Brady, okay, allegedly, if you can't beat him, join him, right? And and Sean Payton always had Brady's numbers. So, oh, I thought you were talking about the Dolphins. No, like, no. he beat him. Oh, I know he did. No, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, Sean Payton. Yeah, I know. I I'm talking about Sean Payton because if you look at Brady's record against Sean Payton, it's miserable. They think he's yeah. beat him once. The regular season, terrible. At least they he beat him in like that. So Sean Payton knows what to take away. So clearly he knows what to give, right? So with that being said, Brady knew what the fuck he was doing. But all these allegations coming out, right, after the Dolphins released Brian Flores and then all the bullshit related with that, with the allegations of racism and, and all this shit and bribery and all of it. Then the deal goes, mom, done. Okay, now NFL investigates all this shit. So, of course, the buying group backs out too much heat. We're done. And Brady clearly still wants to play. Why he decides, you know, last minute to say, oh, retirement this, retirement that, sell the last football I threw for a touchdown, all this good shit, right? Vince, are you good over here? 
Oh man, I'm sorry. Oh, is dying. sick Vince back? Oh no, I'm is sorry. flu game Vince back? No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna edit that one out. All right, that's fair. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's still a situation where Brady wanted to be a owner slash player, have his coach that he wanted because clearly Bruce Arians stepping down, which we did discuss last week was a part of the plan in order to ensure Tom Brady coming back. So this is just wild to me. Absolutely wild. It's insane. I wish it would have happened. I said it before. It's like the uh, Michael Jordan on the Wizards thing. Not Obviously not to that level because he obviously just bought part of the Wizards. But I would have loved to see like a part owner quarterback combination. <laughs> In the same division as the New England Patriots would have been awesome. Well, and who knows, Brady leading to the psychopath thing. Um, Maybe he was like, yeah, no, I want to fucking stick it to Belichick. So it's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. But Tommy knows the, the hand that feeds, and he's going to stay in Tampa. Gronky's coming back. All these guys are coming back. You got back. Arians out? Yeah, Arians was done. And, you know. I was on the side of like, eh, well, maybe not. Maybe. No, no, no. He's out. Um, and Vince was like, no, dude, he doesn't like that guy. He doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like that fucking Seems guy. like it. No, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. But for real, I do believe that this was Brady's intent to want to be a part owner. And I mean, hey, if they win the success, all of it, the division, who knows? But then again, you got to play Buffalo as well. You got to I mean. That's a tough division, so who knows? It's, yeah. it's a lot of alleged reports at this stage of the game. That would have been so cool. It would have been nuts. It would have been absolutely nuts. But Tommy's going to be great in NFC South. He's going to continue to roll. He's going to continue to do Brady stuff. Uh, he did lose Alex Kappa to the Bengals. Watch out for the Bengals in 2022. I think they're coming. With an actual offensive line? Actual yeah. offensive line. Joey B doing Joey B stuff. Now you got Hayden Hurst. I mean, and they might make enough money to actually build a practice facility. No, that won't happen. They'll continue to use uh, the local. High yeah, school. they'll continue to use the local high school or or, or UC for that. So, uh, gonna be nuts. Gonna be nuts. But you know, moving on from football, the NFL draft is coming up soon, so we're gonna touch on that here in the coming weeks. We gotta. We yeah. got spring games starting soon, also. So Norman Nate, uh, we keep saying it, but he is coming back. People, don't worry. Football's year-round. I mean, it, it goes year-round, so NCAA football will be back. But, hey, Vince, yeah. NBA regular season, it's done. Over. As we speak right now on Tuesday, the second of two uh, first play-in games are happening. Uh, the play-in's very confusing, sort of, until you like really look into it. I'm still kind of confused by it, but basically, seven, eight seeds play. Whoever loses goes on to play the – winner of the 10 11 seed or something like that basically the seven and eight seed they just need to win one time to to move on uh the what is it the 10 10 11 seed need to win two times to move on is basically the whole idea behind it uh already the nets won so they move on which was not surprising in the least they beat the Cavs 115 to 108 today there's a fucking surprise i think we all knew that was gonna happen Yeah, and Simmons is back now. Your boy. Yeah, what do you do, Vince? Why don't you tell me? 
He didn't play today. Okay, so I don't even want to talk <laughs> about him. So no, he's not back. He's, he's still a punk he's ass back bitch. For the first round. P.A.P. Punk ass bitch. <laughs> Continue. Uh, supposedly, Kyrie said that he is walking around like he's a god. He's like he's beast and he's confident. He's ready to go. So I'm sure you love to hear that. Uh, and then what now the Clippers. No, I know, and it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, the Clippers, the way, Clippers are, are up by mistake. three right now. Um, no big deal. Um, and, you know, probably mm, we'll see. They may or may not win the game. It's been it's been close all game, so this is a lot more fun. The Cavs were losing to the Nets by 20 in the first quarter. It's amazing that they came back and made it a seven-point game, honestly. Um, so, yeah, that's the play-in right now. We'll see what happens. If I were a betting man, I would say all four of these teams make it in. Honestly, I don't know. I don't have much to say about the Hawks and the Hornets. Uh, Hornets are pretty good. The Hawks, they kind of moved into that spot, but they were playing like shit all year. Pelicans, fun story, but they're probably out. And then the Spurs, I don't believe in either. Also, the 10th seed being 34 and 48 and going to the playoffs would be egregious. So I'm just going to leave that there. Well, my question is, is do the Bulls play the Bucks in the first round of the yeah. playoffs? Confirmed. We are fucked. fucked. We are so fucked. Yeah. It's over. Just kind stick of, a fork in them. It was kind of like any team that we matched up with, we were screwed. Because we were going to get the Celtics. And I'm like, maybe that's the best situation. Celtics move up to two. Bucks go to three. I don't know how. I mean, actually, surprisingly, Vucevic plays well against the Bucks for some reason. He just can't defend, which is going to be the biggest problem. Because I don't know who's going to try to stop Giannis. Pat Williams is going to do his best. He's been playing lights out recently. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't, like, without Lonzo, too, having Drew Holiday and Chris Milton running like that. I just don't think there's enough steam in the team. I hope there is. Obviously, I'm going to root for them, but I'm certainly not taking them. It's game. over. Called it a long time ago. We both did. It's over. So, yeah. no, it'll be interesting to watch. As I've stated, I think the Suns are the team to watch in the West. And at this point, it's kind of a toss-up between the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Heat. Uh, to make Yeah, the I don't believe in the Sixers. No. Harden looks used. Harden looks like Harden. Harden looks like what he is. He is a selfish ball hog who doesn't want anything to do with playing a team sport. It's all about him. And I mean, even Doc Rivers calls him out on a nightly basis. So, yeah. And I don't think Doc Rivers is a very good coach. I'm not going to. No, Doc's a great coach. I don't know, though. If you really think about it, there's a lot of teams that almost got there and never did. Well, let's discuss it. Okay, yeah, sure. He won his titles when he had the big three, the original big Title. three. Yeah, sure. Un, sure. Un sure. Okay. But he had the big three. He had Ray Allen. He had yeah. Paul Pierce. He had Kevin Garnett. Okay. Big four. Glenn Big Baby Davis. Eh, that's a struggle. Anyway. <laughs> I just love Anyway, <laughs> but with all that being said, the coaching tree behind Doc is vast. Right. And if we're looking at guys like um, not Frank Vogel, but Tibbs, who just got fired. Yeah. Yeah. No, but there was a lot of great coaching talent on that bench that worked with Doc and they've gone Mm -hmm. on to do great things and, you know, build playoff. Hey, what's your opinion of success? Right. So is it making playoffs? Sure. 
Is it misusing talent? Yes. Hence Derek Rose, hence Joakim Noah, Luau Dang, which and Doc Doc misused a lot of talent. Which, too. by the way, if we're going to talk about Luau Dang, Luau Dang yeah. just got done being paid by the Los Angeles Lakers yeah. for he hasn't played like he hasn't years. played in three fucking <laughs> years. He was a third or third or fourth highest paid player on their roster, and he just got done being paid from them like this week, right? And he signed like three four years ago crazy like what shout out to him Get that what bag, do dude. i gotta do to do this to just be good for bigger, like four years faster stronger and get a like lou dang lou dang in his prime was Bobby a beast Bodia. lou dang played d <laughs> lou dang could shoot the mid-range every now and again would drop some threes he yeah, was a great those. accent player for the bulls at that time because you had joaquin you had rose and then you had lou dang um, and then Ronnie Brewer would back up Lou Dang. He had Corver, and awesome. it was it was a great time to watch Chicago basketball. I mean, because we were yeah. competitive. So, hey, I mean, it's good to see. I mean, like Taj is still playing, which is cool to see. Yeah, too. Like, I mean, Taj is Taj playing. was always a six man, right? Yeah, but I mean, he's starting for the Knicks, and he's been playing a lot of minutes. The Knicks are basically years. like the early twenty ten Bulls. Year. Yeah, well, yeah, with the with the guys. D Rose, Taj, yeah. they're joking Noah away from being that team, basically. And they had him for a minute, and then they dropped him. <laughs> well, Joakim's made his money. They've all made their money. But, you know, yeah. definitely one of these situations where now we just kind of alluded to it, but Frank Vogel gets booted. That's all going to happen. The next LeBron is out. They're going to do the way- They're going to do everything they can to get rid of him. New LeBron? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. Don't you want to so. hear this? Um. Hold on. I just want to say that the way he got fired was absolutely fucking bananas. So how'd he get fired? Um, they told Adrian Wojnarowski right right after the final Laker game that he's going to get fired. So he posted it on Twitter. And they're like, hey, we're going to let him know on Monday. So he just basically said, hey, they're going to tell him tomorrow. So Frank Vogel was like, they didn't fucking tell me shit. They just told Woj and he tweeted it. And then everybody's like, holy shit. That's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, so then they told him the next day, and then uh, actually they were getting like Quinn Snyder was going to be like one of the people they interviewed, and he actually stopped. He didn't want to have the interview anymore because he's like that was the most fucked up way to fire this guy ever. Honestly, man, I mean this is one of those situations where this is the risk you take by bringing in the crybaby that is LeBron James, and the <laughs> deflection of every every responsible situation that he takes on basically because when you bring in lebron regardless of your gm he's the fucking gm right so it's what lebron wants what we alluded to last week one one right kind of fuck that i don't put an asterisk next to it that's bullshit you won in the bubble bro right but they can still like kind of hang their hat on i guess because you and ad were healthy at the right time Right. And AD doesn't keep and, up with his body as a big man, and big men deteriorate fast, yep. especially in the NBA. So with all yeah. of that. Especially a guy that's running that much, too. Oh, of course. And with all of that being said, LeBron thought, I'm going to bring in AD, and this is going to be my predecessor, and I'll be able to take nights off. Well, and he said, I'm going to bring in Russ, too, which was the He brought in Russ, Camelo. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. I can say words. <laughs> yeah. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo awesome. Anthony. Guess you got more editing to yeah. do. Anyway. Um, and <laughs> no, but not only. You do. No, sorry. Go ahead. You're what? No, go ahead. 
you bring in all these old pieces of talent, basically, which could be also translated pieces of you know what, but it didn't work and everybody knew it wasn't going to work. I feel like LeBron just wanted to sabotage himself to get out. Well, I guess DeMar was really interested in going. We talked about this last week. Yeah, exactly. And like they might've been able to swindle Lowry over there too, for the similar money that they ended up paying for Russ's contract in the first place, which was, which was crazy. But I mean, if it was like LeBron Lowry and DeRozan and Anthony Davis, that's a lot better situation than just running out there with Russ AD and, who Trevor Trevor Rizzo was on the team for like half the year. Well, think about it. You bring in a bunch of fucking prima donnas. Chances are it's going to be a drama queen show. Yeah. And then you're on fucking Broadway, and that's where they are now. And that's why Jeannie Buss put Magic Johnson up to the task to go on ESPN and say all this shit and do all this because yeah, they're trying to push him out. Said was, everything he said was wrong. Who? Magic? Magic Johnson was like, yeah, I would have picked up this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. They would have been so high over the salary cap, it would have been ridiculous. He kept saying, like, I would have done it this way, I would have done it this way. And then, like, a bunch of people just broke down the numbers. And they're like, none of this makes any sense. And also remember that Magic Johnson fucking sucked in their front office and then quit on them just randomly. Did he really, though? Don't forget that. Did he really? Because he drafted a shit ton of young talent that is now crushing it in the NBA. The Pelicans oh, yeah. are in the top 10 in the West. Dude, the Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, that team, they had a better record than the Lakers did this year. So <laughs> is Magic that out of bounds? If he was capable? Oh, I mean, what he said what he said was was physically impossible. Well, but, sure, it's physically impossible yeah. at, the, at the time being. But without LeBron, maybe it is possible. Because you have a young, yeah, cost-controlled but- team if you have all those pieces there. I mean, LeBron's still top five in the league, though. He's probably yeah. Top everybody three says this, too. but he hasn't done shit in almost a decade. What are you talking about, LeBron James? Yeah, what did he win? He won that bubble. The last time he yeah, won, he was on the Cavs. A, yeah, a decade. It was that was in 2016. Also, he broke like a ton of records. And yeah, he might be, yeah, like, the yeah, yeah, best yeah, player yeah. Of all time. No, no. Like, Kobe is the second best that. player of all time. MJ is In number one. Opinion. No, 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 no. <laughs> the numbers could truly support that. I don't. Think oh so. uh, no, it, it's true. It's true. Look it up. Five championships. How many MVPs? Yeah. Statistics though. MVPs are bullshit. You kind of know that. It's Kobe, bro. I like Kobe, bro. I love Kobe. Don't get Bryant. me wrong. R.I.P. Kobe wise, Bryant. Kobe Bryant is Kobe. LeBron yes. is a punk ass bitch and will always be the South I bitch. Agree. I agree. I don't like him. Just I don't like him. Period. And I know people will say he's this, he's that. No, he's a punk ass bitch, and he <laughs> needs to retire until his kid comes into the game because it feels like that's the only back. thing he cares about at this point. What happens if he comes to the Bulls? LeBron fan might I'll buy the jersey. Fuck off. Anyway, LeBron might. Let's go. <laughs> I totally would. I totally would. But that's not going to happen. Hey, that's not going to happen. No way. No right. way. Speaking of LeBron James, we said he was gunning for the scoring title. He didn't get it. Who got it? Joel Embiid won the scoring title. He this deserves year. it. First center. First center since 2000 to win it. Deserves it. In the last 40 years, Kareem, David Robertson, Shaq, Embiid. Only four centers to win it. Love it. Pretty badass. Good for you, Embiid. He's not going to win the MVP this year. It's going to be Jokic again because Jokic played out of his goddamn fucking mind this year. Um, but yeah, no, it's pretty, 
pretty wild sauce. Good for him. Good for him. Shout out to getting that that award because he's not going to get MVP. Well, I think Joel Embiid's a stud. I think he's an absolute stud. He's, he's really one of the best good. big men in the game since Shaq. Yeah. So no, no doubt, just absolutely dominant as hell. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, a couple other things. Toronto Raptors are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they have rules like New York did. Huh. So, it gets interesting now because the Raptors are slated to play the Philadelphia 76ers and their defensive guy, Matisse Thybul, isn't vaccinated, can't travel with the team. He won't be playing with them in the Why first round. Why is this still a thing? It's, is this? Ah, it's Canada. That's all oh, Canada. God. But Thanks, Trudeau. Home court advantage for the Raptors this year <laughs> might be bigger than we think. It they're is. gonna get bounced. I'm not worried about it. No, I know. I'm just saying. Why can't you know, Why can't the Bulls play the Raptors in the first game. round? You know, that's the type of type of stuff I think about. Because the Raptors and the Bulls were right next to each other in the rankings. <laughs> that's the only reason why they would play them if they kept up their shit, but. Yeah, but in reality, if they were any better, the Bulls would be playing the Sixers, which I don't know. Actually, I'd prefer that, but not by much. You'd prefer them to play the Sixers over the Raptors? Over Not the Raptors, no, over the Bucks. Oh, well, they'd be fucked either way anyways. Um, yeah, exactly. No, the Bulls are a couple pieces away from being contenders. They need some big yeah. pieces. But overall, I mean, what are your picks here? Who Who do you think overall will be the Western and Eastern Conference champions and representing each squad here moving into the NBA Finals. Both statistically and emotionally, I'm picking the Phoenix Suns. Absolutely. I want Chris Paul yes. to win yes. his championship. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I think they're a fun-ass team. Although they honestly, last a couple weeks ago, they almost lost a nail-biter to Golden State without Steph, and that was like, whoa. Sometimes, yeah, no, yeah, it's like it's like the whole seven game series thing. Like, I think if they play them seven times, like I think they win more games. They're gonna, I mean, they're gonna drop a couple here or there unless they just go undefeated, which is impossible. But I mean, the records are astounding. Really, it's fucking crazy. Sixty four and eighteen. I know we've seen better with like with the Warriors, but at home thirty two and nine, away thirty two and nine. Doesn't matter where they play, they're fucking beasts. And I don't think they've had a longer losing streak than three games this year, which is also insane because most of the, uh, what do you call it, rounds are going to be seven-game series. So it looks like they're just never going to lose and they're going to win it all. I assume you agree with me. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think the Suns take the West. And then I think, I think honestly, it's going to be a repeat of last year. I do too. I, I just don't look at us. Look at the solidarity here. We didn't even. I talk mean, for about real, like we're just on the same wavelength, and maybe we're just that much of basketball basic bitches. But the end of the day, it's not far off. So the only thing I'll say is this: there are certain nights Devin Booker shows up, and he is Devin Booker. And then there's other nights you're like, "Who's this yeah. guy?" He's either a loaf of bread or Kobe Bryant. Exactly. So. Him being more consistent is one of these situations where that's going to be the key to success. But I think he knows what he needs to do, and moving into the playoffs, he will definitely be that guy. That's the value of Chris Paul, though, when you really think about it. Because Chris Paul is as consistent as it goes. Every fucking year, it's the same thing. Chris Paul takes care of business. If 
see if Devin Booker has an off night, Chris Paul's like, cool, I got it. I can take care of some shit. I'll make stuff happen. If Devin Booker's having an on night, Chris Paul's like, you got it, dude. Here you go. We'll set shit up for you. You shoot. So having that floor general is like, for a team like this that has so much skill and so many specific spots on the court, team facilitator, maybe the best facilitator ever. I don't know if you're picking Stockton. Depends on what your opinions are on point guards. But have options. I think that pass that bitch like Stockton. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, obviously, Stockton's going to hold that assist record forever. Yeah. But still, it's just like, well, CP3 and, and, and if we're going to get really technical, piece. you can't discount Pistol Pete. So, Pistol Pete Maravich was true. absolutely one of the best facilitators of all time. Oh yeah. You know, so that's something. And and a very 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 close third is Rajon Rondo in his prime. Oh, what about Kidd? Of course, Jason Kidd. Of course, Jason Kidd with the Nets those years, they were really close. Kenyon Martin, all those guys. I mean, just. Harry Kittle, squad. Uh, Richard Jefferson, squad. 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 Nade Christich, squad. Squad. <laughs> I mean, early 2000s ball was very, very special. Awesome. You had the 76ers, yeah. the Nets, the Lakers. I mean, just, yeah. just outstanding. Kings. Yeah. Tim Weber Kings. Yeah. Chris Weber Kings. Absolutely. Tim Weber. I work um, with that guy. No, I know. We did, you did that before. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I, know, I, I said that. Um, really, in the East, though, like you said, I think the Suns are clear in a way the best team in the West. I think the Memphis Grizzlies have been criminally underreported. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it this year. There's just like um, there's a star power argument. I don't know if I can make it. I know I sound ignorant saying it. John Morant's the shit. I just feel like at the end of the day, like bucket getters – I'm going with Phoenix in that scenario. But their record without John Morant this year and playing like without him is damning. They were really fucking good without John Morant. So they could be a sneaky team. They could sneak up. They did come in second in the West, so that's why they wouldn't be sneaky. But to me, they are. They're a good team. John Morant's a stud. John Morant needs one more piece around him, and watch out. Yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. is no fucking Well, no, I'm not saying he is, but if – yeah, if, right. No, I, I agree with you. You kind of just need another guy. John Morant had like DeRozan. It's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or if Levine decides I'm going to go play with that fucking guy. Gee. Watch out. So well, I'm just saying it's it's the East, though. When you look at the East, though, I don't think Miami's going to do it. They could, obviously. They, yeah, they I think the, the Bucks. But the, the end best matchup. Best matchup, clearly. It's a repeat, and the Suns take this one. I think that's mm-hmm. that's been my prediction from the jump. Don't sleep on the Celtics, though, dude. The last Jason, two months, the Celtics have been the fucking best team in the NBA. Hey, Jason Tatum's been Jason Tatum. And when he is, he is... Jalen Brown's fucking good, too. Oh, no. They got great role players. They got people who yeah. are there to support Tatum and doing what he's doing and take over on certain nights that he needs the support. When they got rid of Dennis Schroeder, it was like somebody just like pumped oxygen into them, and they just went the fuck off. Seven and three in their last ten, they've been winning every game. I mean, it's there's the argument. It's like whoever's the hottest team is going to get it going, and they might be the hottest team in the league right now. Them or the Raptors? I'm being honest. No, not so the Raptors. Raptors are first round. I know. I just no, I know, but they were just been beasts in the last couple. Oh, ah, sure. Yeah, the Bulls have been doing everything since. And losing by 20 (laughs) points to the fucking Hornets. Anyways, let's end there. I think we have some good takes. I'm excited to watch the NBA playoffs for it's always a lot of fun. Great basketball. They play a lot harder. Now, Vince, 
The only thing I'll say is the start of this Major League Baseball season has been fucking electric, and we have been for it, game in, game out. Baseball fucks. Yes. Loved it. I'm going to have that written on my tombstone. Pretty much. Um, This lies Vince. Baseball fucks. Baseball fucks. (laughs) I don't care what anybody says. Baseball is the most beautiful game. It is. I'm completely biased, and I love it. So am I. Um, and we were talking kind of. I was talking to my brother about it today. Uh, the White Sox won today. I was watching the end of it, and he's like, "It's great because every single game you're about to shit yourself." And I was like, "It's a fact. Like every time you're watching it, you're just like, anything can change right now. It's fucking huge. There's so much mental warfare in it. I just love watching people just duel, and I can watch 162 of them, and I probably well, you know, the only thing I'll say is is that. Baseball is such a sport that it's it's emotionally just either devastating or absolutely electric. Like it, it'll, it's yeah, it's draining. Yeah, it's draining. like watching Carson Wentz play quarterback. Like especially if you're a White Sox fan, because that's who I equate Liam Hendricks to, and he's not he's <laughs> not a fan of mine. Uh, he led the. You're not a fan of his. He doesn't even know you. I, I don't uh, care. Because yeah, yeah, he, he won close. Yeah, well, so why does he lose <laughs> his first save opportunity this season to a ass fucking Tigers team, who we go <laughs> on and just destroy the next two games, right? And shit happens. No, shit doesn't happen. Liam Hendricks happens, and he leaves pus in the middle of the zone that's flat and fucking just just uh just the worst. I'm really excited to revisit this. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to revisit shit because he is no, so overrated. It's not even funny. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up to you. I'm Kendall Graveman's better than him. True story. Oh, True story. Kendall Graveman's really good. He's not. In other news, drinks. did anybody see the Tampa Bay Rays get destroyed last night? Even though they were <laughs> going to be um, absolutely like the team to beat this season, supposedly, yeah, allegedly, so they, supposedly. They were, they were the only undefeated team yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, they got smoked (laughs) by a rebuilding Oakland Athletics team. And they had Brett Phillips. Oh, dude, that was a catch of a lifetime. That's what I'm saying. If anybody's best pitcher play because he's he's not a pitcher. If anybody (laughs) saw this, they were losing so bad that they were like, "Eh, let's just let one of our outfielders pitch because they were punting. And he's pitched a lot for them, actually. He comes in every time they're like just getting beat by shit. It's always Brett Phillips. Yeah, and he throws just like just absolute EFIS pitches constantly which i think is he threw one last year that was like 93 miles per hour and then he's like yeah that's all i got <laughs> well that's pretty cool though i mean honestly yeah. shout out to him um but pop fly weird stadium makes this sliding catch that was absolutely ridiculous it was sick for a pitcher i was like you could tell yeah, he's right. not a pitcher but he's not a then- pitcher and then you're like, oh yeah, he's like an outfielder. He's an outfielder, 100. <laughs> like he was born to make. He that can make catch, that catch yeah. in his sleep, but still, awesome to watch, and definitely something where you're like, okay, that's cool, even though they're they're losing by ten. Um, yeah. But it was it was really neat to watch. Um, I Vince, I'm having a real struggle. So today, you know, after our training, we went up, got a beer, you know, watching the game because I needed to watch my White Sox. We caught the game in the top of the third, and we finished it through. So I got a chance mm-hmm. to watch. White Sox opening day today. We're going to get to a new segment here shortly. But on the opposing television was the Cubs and Pirates. And I saw Nick Madrigal for the first time in a Cubs uniform, and I wanted to cry. It does. We talked about this last week. It does kind of hurt. Yeah, I was – 
I was at the game on Sunday. Yeah. How, oh, yeah. Oh, why don't Why don't you explain to everybody your very high baseball weekend and then very low baseball weekend? Yeah. So why don't we start there? Uh, it was all It was all great highs for me. Big. Um, I already explained the Detroit thing. It was great. It was beautiful. Everything was branded with Little Caesars. Everything was orange in Detroit. All right. My fam. Some of my family lives in Milwaukee, Milwaukee mm-hmm. area. Um, they were down for my cousin's 21st. That's where I lost my voice, everybody. That's a shout-out, shout-back to the last uh, – callback, rather, to the last episode. Two episodes ago. That was the last episode. Um, my – yeah, there you go. Uh, my cousin was like, we got to go to a, <clears throat> a Cubs-Brewers game. I've never been to Wrigley. My brother's like, okay, I'm down. I'm like, yeah, I'll go. That's fun because it's fun. You know, and I live over here, and I, they all came over and whatever. Um. So I'm there wearing a beige shirt, some blue jeans, you know, normal day, uh, drinking a bit, <laughs> uh, stand up, sing, take me out to the ball game. You know, I obviously said White Sox, um, but it just so happened that I made it onto the marquee network airwaves <laughs> and my buddy took a picture of me and then we posted it and now slander is happening. So, well, I'm here to set the record. Well, listen, let me let me break this down for the listeners and the people slander, who slander. may have seen slander. this in quote slander that he speaks of. Vince um, loves to bust my balls for speaking up on Aaron Rodgers. And Vince like, no, Vince, no, 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 no. Just let me finish. Vince, right. Vince likes to, you know, say, oh, Packers, Mike, Packers, Mike. And, you know, Packers Mike, is he back? Is he back? Is anything worse than Packers Mike? Well, we have a new nickname for our boy Vinny here. Uh, Let's just give this some background. So Vince lives in Wrigleyville. Vince, why don't you let our listeners know how many blocks from Wrigleyville you live? Two and a half. Two and a half from the stadium. So you could go see... You know, all the statues surrounding Wrigley Field, if you really wanted to. You could go see Harry Carey if you really want. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Legendary White Sox announcer, Harry Carey. Yeah, but he's no more so for the Cubs. Any hoodle. We're going to we're gonna start there. Okay. So Vince lives two blocks away from the beer garden, also known as Wrigley Field. Fine. Cool. Then, okay, Vince is caught. On live fucking television, singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," which, by the way, the Chicago Cubs are also known for, right? The the singing of "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" and celebrity. I mean, Jim Belushi was singing it. What oh, oh, oh no! It was Jim Belushi. <laughs> yeah, this is even better. On. This is even. Oh, this makes it so much better. <laughs> anyway, it's caught on live television singing along. With the noted Chicago Cub fan, Jim Belushi, <laughs> Chicago's claim to flame, next to John Belushi, his dead brother. Anyway, um, yeah, well, RIP, only reason Jim Belushi's halfway uh, a celebrity. Anyway, Not wrong. true statement. But with all of this being said, we have a new term for Vince, and I love it. It's Cubby Vince. Cubby Vince. I'm Packer Mike. We got Cubby Vince. Vince caught in enemy territory, loving every fucking minute of it, right? In the bleachers, uh, like a true Chad. Like, just... In, in my defense, in my defense... Are you going to bring up Brewer Gold? I was wearing I was wearing Brewer's colors. And me. What are Brewer's colors exactly, Vince? Beige and blue. You were wearing... Or yellow and blue. Mm, 
But the old, the old one, beige and blue. Big Lorenzo Kane guy. I like him. He's a good player. That's a million years ago. I'm just saying. What are you, he's on the team right now. Oh, is now. he? I just yeah. remember Lorenzo Kane from the Royals. The Royals. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I said White Sox, clearly. Did, did you get it on did head. you get it on the insta? No one got a video because they saw me and they're like, I thought he was in Detroit. It was basically what everybody was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we'll give yeah, you no, credit because you do, Hey, we'll give you credit. Yeah. You did drive four hours to Detroit to watch the Chicago White Sox play. Because I up. could not I could not go to a Cubs game as my first game of the year. That was literally tragic. most of the reason why. Okay. Like, okay. If that's your game. defense, we'll take it. Thank you. But no, anyway, Cubby Vince is born. So Vince, did you buy a Nick Madrigal jersey while you were there? That's the next question. I didn't, but I will say that he was the only Cubs player I actively rooted for. That's okay. I like watching. That's him okay. So I was like, oh, I just like I just like to watch him peppered around. The, That's okay. The diamond. So did the Cubs win? And were you happy oh. that they won? They did not win. Okay. Oh, won. okay. Brewers oh. won. And when I went to Detroit, that was when the White Sox broke that one game losing streak they were on so maybe that's I'm not lost. a streak that's just losing a game uh by the yeah, way I know, but they only had one game liam hendricks is ass and he gave up three runs when his team that was bummer's fault no it's not bummer's fault um, it was bummer's earned runs <sighs> Let's not even go to this. anyway <laughs> we have a new segment people and i'm so excited to bring it to you uh to keep the thought process of uh, what all right. One more thing. Okay. One more thing before it's we said wait. I I need to say this because we're going to go in on the White Sox right now, and it needs to be beautiful. Um, umpires now have to speak over the mics when they do uh, replay calls. Uh-huh. So when, like, a manager says it. So instead of being like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened, the game just goes on and gets announced, they have to say it, like, on live television. Like, seven of them already are shaking in their boots trying to actually announce it, and they're like, uh, ball goes off knee. Uh, White Sox get base. <laughs> like they're like freaking out saying it. There was one situation in uh in Toronto. Tiasco Hernandez, um, he was called out to tie the game and it was reversed. The guy said it. The crowd erupted. Hernandez freaked out. The whole thing was electric. I just needed to say that. I'm happy that they incorporated it. It was the last sport to do it, and it only makes sense. And NFL does it. NBA does it. It only makes sense that MLB does it as well. And also, I like seeing them get a little nervous. <laughs> well okay gotta make the announcers <laughs> uncomfortable you know i i'm with it that's the players specifically oh yeah like like making like angel fun. hernandez who i hope never mm-hmm. officiates a game ever again he's already doing fuck oh dude if anybody <laughs> has the time go look into this air angel hernandez is the worst umpire in all baseball ever he ruined armando galarraga's fucking no hitter that will live in infamy. That's a name. Remember that guy? Yeah. God. One out away from a no-hitter. That's like MVP baseball 2005 all over again. Yeah. Anyway, are. and he also ruined, partially ruined some of Carlos Rodon. By the way, Carlos Rodon in his first start with the Giants, Shoved. 13 Shoved. strikeouts, wins the game. Absolute monster and as i stated earlier this season for our way too early predictions of al and nl cy young watch out for carlos rodan nl cy young i put some money on that i the thing is is i knew he was going to be good i think the thing that i'm concerned about is what is he going to look like in august september 
around well, that. Well, yeah, he'd always get hurt like a halfway through the year. But and it's just like, is it gonna is it gonna last? Because I think that's what the White Sox actual reservation was. But if he keeps pitching like this, it's gonna be really hard to watch. Pretty much, really. And this always happens. But to yeah. lead into that, Vince, we have a new segment. And to stay on our common theme of what we do with all the corners of Chicago sports. All the right angles. All the right angles and obtuse angles. <laughs> Comiskey Corner. Welcome. Comiskey Welcome Corner. to Comiskey Thanks, Corner. Everybody. Thank you, everybody. That is alliteration. They both start with C. And not to be confused with Guaranteed Rate Corner or U.S. Cellular Corner, but Comiskey oh, Corner. Because that's what we recognize our stadium as, and that's what it will always be. Now, to kick this off, Vince, Andrew Vaughn is destroying it so far this season. Hitting 400. I mean, just just absolutely demolishing baseballs. Yeah, one dot slugging percentage. You love to fucking see it. Uh, Two dingers, staying hot. there was a bit of a rumor last night that the white that the Oakland Athletics wanted Andrew Vaughn for Frankie Montas. The White Sox were supposedly talking to them. Some people said it was close. And basically, the White Sox were like, you're not getting Andrew Vaughn. Fuck off. And I'm so happy. There was about 30 minutes where I was going to physically throw up and then revolt. Well, if the White Sox did that, it would be very similar to them um, trading Mike Cameron. In the late nineties, yeah. right? In my camera. And dumping Nick Madrigal. And dumping Nick Madrigal. We can't I can't have two of those two years in a row. I, I just can't because Frankie Montas came up and sucked. But Frankie Montas isn't that good. He's pretty good. He's not amazing. He's not worth Andrew Vaughn. If Yeah, but I think we also value him a lot because we know like what he can do, but a lot of like, you know, obviously fan bases get a lot more cooked on their guy. But I really do think Vaughn's going to be an all-star. I think so as well. Now, here's here's a question for you. Would you give up Gavin Sheets for Frankie Montas? Yes, immediately. They wouldn't take it. Really? A little bit older. I think his hit tool is a little bit worse. He's cool. He's good from the left side. He's really useful for our team. But I think they could use a starter a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I like Sheets, but like. I think Vaughn as a whole is going to be better than Sheets as a whole. Yeah, I I think Vaughn is a more so talented hitter than Sheets. Uh, Sheets seems to have had to work at it a long time, where Vaughn hits bombs bombs and looks like he was born with a baseball bat in his hands. So um, I'm not too worried about Andrew Vaughn's getting moved. I think he's an integral piece to this lineup and us making it. After this, I think it's confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. After this, it was like, he's actually staying. Yeah. Um, but it is nice to see that the moves that they do make after meeting Rick Khan, um, are that of acquiring AJ Pollock, which we will get to, um, which, yeah. okay, fine for Kimbrough. We'll take it because we didn't need that oh, outfield yeah. depth. Incredibly. I mean, the first, like the, the brewer or like the Detroit game that I went to rather, um, AJ Pollock was dope until he got fucking injured. already, already <laughs> he's injured yeah. and, and, and it's like, yeah. But, I mean, it was nothing serious. What's happening with him now is he's on the DL for one more day. He's going on paternity leave for a couple games, and then he'll be back. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fine. It seemed like, oh, my 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 hammy, my kid's about to be born. Well, last right? year, this, this same – well, no, he was going on paternity leave anyway. They already gave him that leave. So he actually was injured. But he uh, 
it just it was eerily familiar to how last year started off, specifically with Moncada too being out for ten days, ten days on the DL. Um, when Anderson got injured at the beginning of the year, Eloy obviously got injured in spring training. It's just like there's always a concern about all of the White Sox just getting injured at any point. So seeing that was a little heartbreaking. Crochet, obviously, we went over that last week. So it's good that he's okay, and I hope everybody gets back soon. And I want to see Moncada in this lineup because honestly, it's going to be fucking awesome. If Moncada can be more patient at the plate, in particular with mm-hmm. right right-handed pitching. I feel like yeah. that would be best. Because um, he slugs from the left oh, side. Oh, he does. And he shouldn't honestly even worry about hitting from the right side anymore because it's, it's like yeah. a formality. It's like, dude, you don't have to do it. Yeah. Um, but to me, this is something that I'm excited to see what we can do. We got Timmy back now after the two-game suspension to come back just absolutely raking, hitting 309 and – I mean, he's just coming in clutch when he needs to. I got to say, dude, I think this is just him now, and I love to say that. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's it's Timmy, and and I said the AL MVP, if Timmy has a season I think we all know he can have, is Tim. I mean, 100%. Timmy is yeah. him. He is 100% one of the best shortstops in all baseball. Defensively yeah. looked great today, was making big stops big picks at short. So unfortunately, uh, Lori Garcia can't transfer the ball from his gloves to his hands. Goddamn fucking sick. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. It's like every single day I see him in the lineup. I'm like, please stop it. Like stop doing it. And like, I know if you look at his statistics, you're like, he's been pretty good. He only gets hits when either the slacks are up by a shit ton or down by a shit ton. And, Except for that one time in the playoffs, in the most clutch time ever, he hits a dinger to center field. And then besides that, he's never done anything like that. It drives me insane. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Well, it's it's rough to watch and, you know, definitely one of those things. He's been on the team and with the team way too long. He could be on the team, just don't start every game. Yeah, no, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, They're going to build his statue now because he's been on team longer than everybody else on this fucking team. Yeah, him and Jose Abreu, I think, are tied for... Uh, no, Larry Larry got there a year before. That's nuts. That's absolutely He holds insane. it by himself. It's insane. It's almost 10 years. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I know. It's crazy. But just to give that some context today, uh, Tim Anderson, home opener, makes a hell of a pick at shortstop and okay. run around first. Okay, so we got a double play situation, one out. Ball transfers perfect to Lori Garcia, but the transfer from uh, glove hand to throwing he needed, hand. He needed to do two things, catch it and throw it. And he couldn't, he couldn't do any of it. those things. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, we're looking good. I do love this new acquisition of Reese McGuire. Um, yeah. Guy cannot run to save his life, but he's a hell of a catcher. He's a catcher. Great catcher. (laughs) Defensively sound, which is ultimately what we needed behind the plate. So shout out to Rick Hahn for knowing our division. More than sound. Honestly. He's been doing a great job. Watching him today, I'm like, your framing is fucking awesome. And he's throwing people out, which we don't have the ability to do. So that happened the last game. I literally creamed (laughs) for lack of a better word. He threw a guy out of second base. I'm like, we haven't done that. We could do that. Right, no, because guys just, like, steal on him willy-nilly because no one would throw him out. And Zach Collins was at an absolute fucking horror. He was just horrible behind the – horrible behind the plate. I don't miss him at all. And Reese McGuire gets hits now, so I love him. 
Shout out to him. He was b- blocking every breaking ball from Kopech. All of the Liam Hendricks ones, he's just blocking all of them, helping him stay in the groove, not making mistakes. I love to see it. A skilled catcher is an amazing player. Can we just talk about Michael Kopech throwing four innings of like basically scoreless baseball on Sunday? He's boss. Yeah. I think what I said he's to Michael Kopech clearly resonated with him. And I was like, hey, man, <laughs> oh, breaking yeah. balls are working today. Keep it up. Looking great. He was like, thanks, bro. Got you, dog. That's cool. I hope I built him up. If he wins fucking AL Cy Young, I know what I did. Okay? You're like, welcome. Hey, that fucking Italian lawyer that talked to me in Arizona, all of a sudden I can know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you're like, hey, this guy, Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> anyway, oh. anyway. No, socks look good. Um, You know, I am concerned, though, and I just hope, back to what we started this off uh, of the Sox getting desperate. That's what I hope doesn't happen. Don't trade an integral piece for a moment in time that isn't necessarily going to make or break you because you are going to get Lance Lynn back and, and, you know, Giolito looked great on opening day and he was going to be the guy. Um, He was going to be this guy, but abdominal strain out. Okay, fine. So now you're without your two. Only for two starts. Fine. Two starts. So we are without two of our best starting pitchers for about six weeks. Two of the best starting, two of the best starting pitchers in the league. Pretty much. Really? So don't get cute because we're going to be there and we're going to have to just play the game at this point. Yeah. Yeah, starting pitching concerns me. Vince Velasquez isn't good. You know, Vince, I think you're a little overly critical on this guy because he looked really good today. No, he didn't. Okay, how are you going to look at the numbers and say he didn't look good? He pitched four innings. He gave up one run. I was watching it. So was I. Oh, in person? Were you there? Yeah. You went to the game? No. Oh, don't Uh, fucking (laughs) tease my emotions like that. I would have told you already. Oh, I would have known. No, I was was watching it on TV. But honestly, that makes it easier because you can watch the pitches. A lot of stale pitches, not a lot of good movement. He was like 40 pitches in in like the third inning. It was like 44 or something like that. I don't know. It, just, it didn't sell me. couple walks in there. I think he kind of got bailed out. I mean, there's a lot of good defense. There's a lot of good defense. Eloy made a fucking beautiful catch. Robert made a beautiful catch. Uh, I don't know. It's just like when you get to July when the balls are flying, there was three home runs that were hit in the first inning and then two more that were hit in the second. That just ended up dying out. That's a that's a statement I never thought I'd hear in my life. I swear to dude, the ball flies more in July. That's a known fact. Well, no, uh, th- th- no, no, that's not what I meant. Um, meaning Eloy made a tremendous catch. That never, Insane. that never fucking happens. And if it does, Doesn't he gets injured sense. for a long, long time. He also ran out of play at first. Wow. It's insane. Yeah, he got. He's got to be those baby deer legs, dude. He's got to be very careful. Uh, because I yeah. fear the worst. But uh, Sox are looking good. I think it is a 100% chance we do win the division. I was having some thoughts, but looks as if the Twins aren't really much to worry about as of now. And I feel as if as we continue to progress through the season, we will be there. Um, Just a forewarning, because I do this too. Everybody does. We're four games in. There's 158 left. A lot of things happen in 158 games. Just want to say that. 
Because if, if whatever percentage of the of the season we're at now, the Bulls were in first place, and the assumption they'd be first place for the rest of the year. So anything could fucking happen, good or bad. But I know, and this is just a PSA, because everybody's just like, holy shit, this was a bad start. One person fucked up one time. They're going to be horrible for the rest of the year. And that just isn't the truth. Don't overread it. There's a lot of baseball left. No matter who you root for, don't overread it. Like Vince talking me off the basement shelf literally every single time Leon Hendricks comes out to close a baseball game. Okay, so, you know, stay true to the plan. And, you yes. know, we'll continue to hate on Liam Hendricks because I... Can we talk about our sweet boy, though? He gives me a heart attack every time he gets Not on the damn mound. He's my sweet boy. I'm talking about our center fielder. Oh, Luis Robert? He might be the best player in the NBA. Oh, my God. Not biased at all. Anyway... He stole like four bases today, like just toying with pitchers, like fucking with them. He stole two. He has four. He's leading the league in stolen bases right now. He didn't steal many. He bases stole third today. I mean, you don't yeah. really steal third in the MLB anymore. This and he kind of was just watching the pitcher. Pitcher didn't turn around. He just started I'm running. <laughs> the guy didn't even catch him. I'm gone. Uh, he had a homer today. I took him at twenty to one odds. I'm about to make some money on him. This Let's time. go. Let's, Let's go. go. I love it. I don't know who I said it was going to, but. Now he is. So let's go. I love it. You love to see it. Baseball's back. It's great to be back. Baseball fucks. Baseball does fuck. And we are going to bring so much live content from the friendly confines of the South Side this year. You have no idea. So, much. so, so much. Well, with all that being said, people, it was a great 15th episode of season two of the Tax Squad podcast. That's all, folks. It really was a great episode. And Vince, uh, yeah. It's always good to be doing this with you, you know. As yeah. as always, you know. Join Maryfield, brother. Yeah, it's it's Maryville. <laughs> oh, Mary, see who goes. Not a field, not a field <laughs> asshole. It's a ville. No one cares. I'm in no the ville, homie. Apologies to anybody from the ville. Shout out to the ville. <laughs> but... <laughs> there are a lot of White Sox fans in these parts. Uh, yeah. Shout out. Uh, anyway, it is great to be back. We will also be on the road next week, where. Packers Mike will be coming in live from Green Bay. Ooh. Yeah. From somebody who was just rose to be a being at Wrigley. That seems like you're going to be in close proximity. You know, Vince, I can't control this shit as to where I work, you know? It's for quote unquote. Work. It is. And if I wind up at Lambeau Field for the Graham, I wind up at Lambeau Field for the Graham. And if you end up getting a job there, then you end up getting a job there. If you, end you up know, I do plan on bringing on people in the green bay area to saturate the market talk about your boys and see <laughs> you know i'm just letting the people know that we're on the road here for the next two weeks so right I anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> fair warning um so as always it is great we will see you next week you know the drill like it follow it rate it five stars all the time vince i'll see you next week coming live from green bay Hey.